Oregon. 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 You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Hey. You're listening to episode 36 of Bowl After Bowl. That's right. It's 818, the 18th of August. A fantastic day. Weather-wise, it's been beautiful here. It's been great. It's been unbeatable. It's been lovely. You know what today is, right? National Couples Day. National Couples Day. (laughs) I had forgotten. Yeah, happy uh, National Couples Day. Happy National Couples Day. People who celebrate random holidays that get created year after year. (laughs) Yes. Here, I'll cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. With the Tank Sevens. A hometown favorite. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-mm. Oh yeah, I feel nationally coupled now. It's also National Fajitas Day. National Fajitas Day. Yeah, so if you're not a couple, (laughs) you can just eat fajitas and enjoy. That's not going to happen. You know, uh, the 18th of August has been influential in history. I was just looking at at little things that happened throughout the years. Uh, Today in 1590, John White returned uh, from a supply trip to England to find Roanoke Colony totally deserted. Oh. The lost colony at Roanoke. That was on this day, huh? That was the day that he arrived back. It was kind of a complicated situation because apparently they had been there for, uh, by 1590, the colony at Roanoke had been there for, I want to say at least three or four years, Um, maybe a little tiny bit longer. But when he went back, he went back in 1588. And then there was a, England was at war with the Spanish, and so the Queen didn't leave any, let any able ships leave to Mm. save them for, you know, assaults on the Spaniards if needed. So it took him two years on this supply run to finally get back to his colony to find it. And when he got back on the island, he found that the the colony had been fortified, like some walls, stockade or whatever. Not a stockade. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but... Like um, Fort Walls? Yeah, essentially. And it had they had written the name of a nearby island on it. So his assumption at the time was that they had just relocated to that island, but weather did not permit him to continue the search. Hmm. So he had to go back to England eventually. Crazy stuff. So yeah. everyone could have just safely been on another island. Yeah, and there are rumors of European uh, people with European features in native uh, settlements. But nothing is confirmed true, and no archaeological like proof has been found to really put the case of the disappearing colony to rest. Hmm. No one is still exactly sure what happened to the settlement at Roanoke. Uh, in 1612, the trial of Pendle witches begins in England. Hmm. That was kind of interesting. Uh, Pendle Hill was this place in kind of like... Central England at the time that was way out in the sticks, still practiced 
they were like a Catholic stronghold. And for a while, uh, England went back and forth between Catholic and Protestant monarchs. And so when a Protestant monarch would go into power, Catholicism would be banned. And then they'd have to hold secret masses because they were still quite devoted to their uh, abbey or whatever it were. I'm not a Catholic. But yeah, it was like before the Salem ones that we all know about. Hmm. But if you look up drawings of that uh, Pendle Witch's Trial, that's like the classic witch. Like the old lady in black with the black pointy hat kind of hunched over. Like the old lady they tried at that trial kind of like became the stereotype of witch that we still know today. Huh. That's a good possible origin story. It's interesting. Like if you look at the sketches, the charcoal reliefs that are done of that. Fascinating. Yeah, they uh, accused everyone of killing people with witchcraft. And it's crazy because a lot of the trial, like a lot of them like have confessions or admitted to it. And witchcraft was sort of a, it wasn't like out of the ordinary wild at the time and place. So like a lot of villages would have like practicing witches and like healers and such. Oh. But yes, I found that fell down a rabbit hole. It's kind of interesting. In 1868, helium was discovered. On this day. On this day. Helium. August 18th. Helium was discovered. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I can't even think of helium. That's a little better. Helium. I can't even do a helium voice. <laughs> That's my attempt. The most important date on my list is 1920. August 18th, 1920. The 19th Amendment is ratified. Women oh. get the right to vote. Women's suffrage turns 100 years old today. And look what you guys have done to the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was a mistake. In 1958, <laughs> Nabokov's controversial uh, novel Lolita was published. Today in 58. Can oh, wow. You, can you believe it? Just going back to the suffrage movement for a minute. I mean, the pardon today. Oh, right, right. <laughs> That's good timing. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes a lot more sense it, in retrospect, doesn't it? Yeah, that does make a lot more sense. I was very confused <sighs> when I woke up to that news. Mr. Trump pardoned Susan B. Anthony today. I don't know if anybody saw that, but he teased it last night. Yeah. With a big tease. Ooh, we're going to pardon somebody really important tomorrow. What the fuck? <laughs> Susan B. Anthony. Okay, all right. I get it. I get it. I get it. She yeah. should be pardoned. She should have been pardoned. Whatever, whatever. But to like tease it as this big like waggle your dick out and like... Ooh, tomorrow it's coming down. Everyone's like, is it a Snowden? Is it Snowden? <laughs> is it somebody of any consequence who might be alive who could get out of... Yeah, Susan exactly. B. Anthony. I know. Susan a B. Anthony. Person. Susan B. Anthony. You know who I'm talking about? She's on a couple coins. She's on a coin. <laughs> Neat. Yes, Mr. Bimrose is correct. She's the chick on the dollar coin. You know, when I was losing teeth growing up, the tooth fairy would always leave me Susan B. Anthony coins. Like what I what I wasn't under like the pillow type shit for me. We would drop our teeth in salt water, little cup, and then when we woke up, the tooth would be gone out of that cuff and there would be little dollar coins in there. Susan B. <laughs> Anthony's and such. Almost always Susan B. Anthony's. Wow. Two, three, sometimes five. Yeah. Salt water. It's interesting. <laughs> in fact, okay, so when I lost my seventh tooth the whole ritual again was completed. Left it in the, uh, left in the water. Got my three bucks or whatever, five bucks. I'm not really sure. Something like that. A few coins. In the morning, I had such regret. I was like, "Mom, Dad, could we 
pin a letter to the tooth fairy and get my tooth back for this money. Because <laughs> it was my seventh tooth. It was like lucky. I might keep it around. It might be worth more than like four bucks, you know? Oh. It's like my lucky tooth. And that's when they decided to break the news to me. Oh. Of what was actually going on. Oh. And little naive seven-year-old me, like, I was kind of wrecked, right? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, no. This is bad. But I could have been done, right? I could have, like, gone on. Then they were like, oh, yes, and also this is the Easter Bunny. Oh, <gasps> yes, and also this is Santa Claus. Oh, oh. yes, and the whole thing. Like, every, oh. everyone but Jesus is, like, not real, they told me. Oh, I'm sorry. All over the tooth, dude. <laughs> You're lucky like, seventh tooth. I was so dumb and gullible back then that, I mean, not much has changed, but a little bit. <laughs> but back then, you could have told me that the Tooth Fairy was a scam, and I still would have been in on the other ones. You know, I, I would have never connected yeah. the dots between the Tooth Fairy and Santa for a while. For a while. But no, no, they had to ruin every single part of it. Did you still get paid for teeth after that? I sure did. That's I nice. sure did. Because my sister, you know, yeah. she wasn't read in at the same time. <laughs> yeah. My younger sister. So still, I mean, mom, get my she money. Got, she got read in in a traumatic way, too. <laughs> Tell your but, father, okay? I have money. That's right. And my tooth fairy was lame. She left me a quarter under my pillow. Quarter? Every, for every tooth. Yeah, I got a quarter. Cheap ass, old ass tooth fairy. Mm hmm. Oh, well. It's that New England uh, <laughs> I don't know. old tooth fairy thing. They haven't updated yeah. their tooth fairy in decades. Their tooth fairy does not recognize the increase in the cost of living. No. Consumer price index and Clearly such. Clearly not. Let's see. What did I say? 1958 Nabokov. Yeah, Lolita. Lolita. You always defend that book when it comes up. Humphrey Humphrey, yeah. What's the deal with that? I don't know. I read it. I liked it. I didn't take it to be as pedophilic as everyone else seems to. And I think a lot of people have not read the book when they start talking about it. I will admit openly that I have not read the book. Yeah. I've read the whole Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. At, at, at one time. Just, not recently. I mean... <laughs> but I haven't. I, I think I read it when I was a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. So perhaps I, like, was naive or something reading it. But to my understanding, Humphrey Humphrey is her mentor her teacher her tutor and she does make passes at him but does he, he doesn't go he does not toot her mm. but she ends up running away with a boy and he's like okay that's fine and that's how it all resolves she finds someone her own age you brought this on yourself man wow 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 i just know you always get like passionately defensive when people it depends on what people are saying and how they're using it sort of like the same way with brave new world when that gets pulled out of context sure just it's like really <laughs> big uh monument in civil rights history 1963 today in history james meredith becomes the first african-american to graduate from the university of mississippi wow in 2003 the newfies oh my god <laughs> foamer <laughs> oh we had a beer foamer <laughs> Oh got, my god. You know when it just Do gets you like see that foam? Out of control. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it foamed all my paper up. It's all right. Beercano. We're still going. The Newfies, man. They got me uh, foaming <laughs> at the bottle. Newfoundlander. Zachary Turner, one year old, was killed by his mother, who was on trial for killing his father, was granted custody of him. And then was like, I guess, home on bail. So this uh, incident actually led to a reform in Newfoundland's bail laws and bail procedure. Mm. How about that? That's pretty messed up. Yeah. 
Yeah, with the beer, what I did was I did it, it's quite full, which is my first mistake, and then I did it like a good tip tilt, and then I just untilted real real quickly, just set it down in the air basically, and then I was like, why is my knee wet? <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic. Awesome. And then uh, also the first child ever born to English parents in America, Virginia Dare was born this date in 1587. And guess where? Roanoke Colony. Oh. She's one of the people that disappeared, I believe. <laughs> Birthdays. Happy birthday if your name's Andy Samberg, born in 1978. Edward Norton in 69. Bob Woodruff in 1961. Journalist Bob Woodruff. Uh, Dennis Leary, comedian and actor, 1957. Uh, Louis Gomert of Texas's first congressional district, born in 1953. Patrick Swayze in 52, and Roman Polanski mm. in 33. That is about all you can explore for August 18th. Good work. Thanks. Exploring this day in history. Yeah, I did a little thing. We need like a little trumpet <laughs> for the end of <laughs> well, Okay, I guess we can use Final Fantasy. <laughs> that works. Damn. I was just going to sneak it in there like it like it wasn't even happening. Well, we got some 33 news, as always. I love your top 33. Top 333 stories. Top 333, coming at you. So, since August 2019, 33 children have been shot and killed in Durham, North Carolina. It's a disaster. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't. That's not cool, dude. That's not cool. Like, I think last week, the story was 33 people shot in Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 33 people are always getting shot somewhere. Yeah, over varied lengths of time. It's true! Gyms in New York are allowed to open up to 33% capacity unless they are in New York City. It's a no-go in mm-hmm. New York City. Mm-hmm. And for my personal favorite 33 story of the week... A 33-year-old woman in Utah was sentenced to 33 months for fentanyl distribution. Jesus, that's a double 33. Double 33. Jesus Christ! I'll be damned. They really wanted to shove them in there, huh? Yeah, they did. 33 years old? All right, you get 33 months. Her age didn't make the headline, but, you know, when you read the article. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Well, that's about right. That was my noise of disapproval, by the way. Mm, that one? Yeah, that's the one. How did you know? Because I also make that noise of disapproval. Mm. It's just not right, folks. It's just not right. Not right. There's another birthday coming up. There is a birthday <laughs> this week. Yes. It's kind of random. It has nothing to do with the show, but our eldest daughter's turning three Thursday. Yeah, she'll be three. That's so exciting. So that's like the first one before 33. <laughs> you get the third birthday the and then your 33rd birthday uh, those we're going are the, those straight are to 33 from her here from her <laughs> yeah she's real excited and this is the first time she knows what kind of birthday she wants and she wants a scooby-doo birthday party so oh, she won't stop talking about it yeah ever since we asked her what birthday she wanted no, and other ideas have been introduced. They always get shot down. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo birthday. Scooby-Doo birthday. And then you'll say, uh, like, hey, is your birthday coming up? Just say, no, it's my Scooby-Doo birthday. 
She's hilarious. Fantastic. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. Lovely. Lovely Lou. Lovely Lou. We've been doing some uh, serious work around here. Digging through old hard drives and such. Yeah. I did just get my um, hard drive bay, which has two different ports in it. So it's it's kind of cool. You can read hard drives. You can run little undelete programs on it. You can even copy a hard drive from another hard drive. Just do like a mirror image of the disk uh, without even plugging it into a computer. Wow. Does that all from the base. You can clone a drive. It's pretty cool. And of course I found some old photos and videos. Yeah. Of younger us. <laughs> so it's like we're still the same, but yeah. just slightly older. <laughs> That's in fact where all those new coom sounds came from, in fact. So the one that you're Halfway to vintage, Lorian and Spencer. <laughs> singing uh <laughs> The anime style stuff, you know. Yeah. I could do some hentai dubs. So that actually is now available on the mini vids. Maybe we should take some time actually to acknowledge a oh, couple of people. Our executive producers. Yeah, essentially. Um, this is a special edition of the OnlyFans coming into play because we had a new subscriber who found it through the show and subscribed for a full year. Which is fantastic and which gives you like a 40% discount off the monthly rate or something like that. So, um, he went on. He, uh, got the full year. Just like, I want, I'm trying to look it up here, how much that is. But it also, uh, went through and liked like every post that had anything to do with either Hog Story, Nick the Rat, or Bull After Bull. Or No which, Agenda. Or No Agenda, which is... Most of them. Most of your posts these days is kind of a, um... Show plugs. I mean, when you got great shows on every day. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm explaining, not complaining. And then he dropped a ten dollars tip on top of everything else. So, um, yeah, right now it's on sale. It's forty percent off for a year. It's seventy one ninety three. So Neil came through with that. Took advantage of the discount. That's right. And we also want to give shouts out to Fletcher. Yes. Because Fletch has been subscribing for a while. Yes, he has. Thank you so much, Fletcher. So that's love um, having you around, and the station identification he has made us, hosting us on the Hog Stream. You are listening to Bowl After Bowl with Spencer and Lorian. Bowlafterbowl dot com. Gotta love it. So thank you, always, Fletcher. Yes, love to for you for supporting the show. In fact, if you could point to one person who's responsible for us even having a show in the second phase, that would be Fletch. Just for simply asking us to come on his show. Yep. Kicked our asses right into gear. Kicked off the whole thing. <laughs> we should go back at, into the smoker soon. We are going on Sir Seat Sitter's abs in a six pack. Yes, or as tomorrow night. Adam Curry says ABSNA six pack. ABSNA six pack. Whatever it might be, we're going on there. Yep. And then that uh, Scottish redhead chick is the next week. So it's going to be like titty guests. Titty guests. Yummy titty guests. <laughs> For the next couple of weeks that I have to the six pack. All right, all right, all right. I should just mute my mic the whole time. That's what I should do. Why? I'm just kidding. You're very eloquent. My titties are not eloquent. I uh, know, but that's all right. I make up for that. There you go. Enough titty for the both of them. Hey, we got some voicemails too. Oh, let's listen to one. Okay. Uh, this first voicemail comes to us from Gitmo PH, the Philippines, from our good friends, uh, 
Dustin and Georgina. The call quality leaves something to be desired, but we're going to try and get through this together um, as soon as I can find it. Hey, Lester. Hey, this is Dustin and uh, Georgina. We love getting uh, fucked, they said. You know, <laughs> I got too many stories about being pulled over, so I don't know which one you want, but um, if you have a thousand stories you want to ask about, I can roll with that shit. <laughs> That's you too, lovebird. Yeah, take care, and we appreciate the shit that it's Alright, bye-bye. Alright. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. I'm sure it's hell getting a call connected from the Philippines. I can imagine. Um, yes. So, actually, I also need to do a make good for his email because he did email us about uh, getting pulled over. And uh, so he took uh, Georgia Georgina out for a night on the town a few, ba- a few days back after about six months of not being out on the city. So there's, like, full lockdowns in place. You can't even go, like, city to city over there. Oh. And uh, he was stopped four times. Holy mackerel. Even one enforcer enforcer chased me down on his motorcycle. Why? Because we didn't have a plastic barrier between us. Uh (laughs) Yes, so, and he sent me a picture. There's, like, a plastic kind of a half-assed plexiglass clear barrier that you are required to put between yourself and your back passenger while you're on a moped or motorcycle. I shit you not. Oh my gosh, that does not seem safe. He says, bitch, please, we have a couple's pass and share the same bed. They didn't even ask to see our passes. We have like five. All they cared to enforce was this stupid plastic shield, which clearly is just a scam for some cunt to make money. Hello from Gitmo PH. Keep up the good works, your Spencer and Dame DeLorean. So thank you, Dustin. Yeah, thanks, Dustin and Georgina. And Georgina, listening out there. Probably, uh, yeah, fuck you, fly. I got him. Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, possibly one of the few listeners hornier than us. Yeah, maybe. We definitely put a run for our money, I think. Yes. Run for our money. Oh, can I do a mask update for Kansas City? Please. While we're talking about the nonsense? Yeah. So the mayor has decided that the mask mandate will go on until January 16th of 2021. (laughs) Why we need that many months out ahead, I don't know. I guess they, you know, expect us to just keep going and going and going. But anyway. I mean, we definitely uh, until the election, right? Yeah, I suppose. But that's after the The state of emergency, yeah. All the way to January, right? Yeah, January 2021. Halfway through January, Inauguration day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good point. You know, there's always something. Yeah, it just makes me mad. But also, today we learned that they've been deputizing retail employees in Jackson County, where Kansas City is located, to uh, enforce the mask mandate. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> that's all I got. I just think that's ridiculous because there's no way to enforce the masks. But now they're like deputizing retail employees, saying like it's up to you to enforce this. Like, what the hell are they gonna do? Citizens arrest? They're gonna do nothing. And which what about is what they've been doing? What about my medical condition? Yeah, there's always that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I loved when Fletcher said that. It's the simplest way. You just walk. You say I can't. I can't. Can't. And guess what? Or won't either. They, 
They can't. What are they, they going to do? Chase you, you down? can't make me. It's just so silly. And also, uh, so Arrowhead's going to be opening up to 22% capacity. Oh. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, so, I missed this one. So fans will be allowed in the stadium. You know, not very many, 22%. But yeah. there's a... <laughs> The tickets are going on sale for the first three games on August 24th, but only to the season ticket holders. Sure. If there's any leftover after that, and they can buy up to six tickets. You have to knife fight for them in the parking lot? No, no, no. If there's any leftover, then it opens up to Jackson County residents. Oh, tight. And after that, somehow there's tickets left for there the 22%. There won't be, but then the general public gets at it. Ah, general public. People can... They're going to be sold in pods of up to six grouped people. That's not going to happen. So like six people can sit near each other. But masks are required the entire time, sitting or standing, dancing, whatever, unless you're eating or drinking actively. And also Arrowhead is going cashless. You're going to have to download Chiefs Pay on the Chiefs app to make any purchases. I think it's very bad for our country. Tailgating will be allowed, except they are going to be like paying attention, making sure there's not too many people in one place. And there's also now going to be a tailgate free zone in the parking lot for fans who are too scared to tailgate or be near other people that are tailgating. Uh, smoking, vaping, spitting, no longer allowed in the stadium. Mm. No designated spots and no refills on drinks. Jesus Christ. Oh, also, no bags at all. You know, they used to let you bring like a very small bag or one of those clear plastic bags. Mm -hmm. No bags at all. Bags prohibited. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's... it was already just such a chore to go to an NFL game anyway. <laughs> I agree. Like, cost aside, just the amount of buffoonery and hooliganism that you have to put up with just to get from the parking lot to your seat is already, for me, too much. Just getting into the parking lot. I know. I dropped, out, dropped off my dad and my sister at games, like, I think once every season for the last couple, three years or something. And I'm always like, thank fuck I'm just dropping them off because I did not want to stay here. No. There's it's always this, like, fucking goonish dark vibe, you know? Like, it's rowdy. Yeah, it's too rowdy it's for rowdy. me, man. Baseball too rowdy for me baseball's a little different different. a little different vibe a little different vibe from the crowd football it's just i'd rather watch that shit on tv if i'm watching it you know hey what's the name for a male karen i don't know i've heard are they still karens i've heard ken ken okay yeah ken had come to mind well there's a huge ken in kansas city (laughs) kansas city better not kansas no no better not change my city go back to kansas Get out of Missouri. Get out of my Missouri. Anyway, there is a Hot Country Nights event at KC Live and Power and Lights. There are hundreds of people, I would say. Looked pretty packed. And no one was wearing a mask. It looked fantastic. People were dancing, drinking, having a great time. Because outdoor space isn't restricted here. So the capacity is not restricted. The I guess the mask mandate's not exactly enforceable. But this Ken comes along and takes a video and just starts bitching about it and gathered traction and, yeah. Circle jerked on the social medias. Yeah, so I'm hoping that um, Casey Live will keep doing events, though, because it's great to see live music where you can actually dance and gather with other people. You know, they've really killed 
the music community doing these drive-ins and crap where it's like, oh, stay in this gated area with just the two people you came with. And the gated, you're in this little like cage, <laughs> six feet apart from the next cage. It's just gross. I mean, all of the beneficial magic has just been prohibited. Yeah, that's a these, great way of putting it. For these large gatherings and musical events and such. I said it right when we first started this shit in March. The first the first real time everyone was getting gloomy of it was March. And it was St. Patrick's Day, and I posted this, like, face sack yep. status of, hey, I'm, like, out here pinching people with green on, but they really seem to be taking it hard this year. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> gives, you know? <laughs> and one of my friends immediately posted, like, the virus, bro. <laughs> And I'm like, yes, the virus, bro. That's the, That's the joke. That was the joke, but, you know, I wasn't I wasn't posting that status from my phone while I was out in the streets pinching people. I was posting it from my basement being a, a, a little shit, but... We had a fun little... You gotta imagine, all of the St. Patty's Day shit got canceled, so you had to make your own luck this year. Yes. You know? And people don't realize, like, the magic rituals and everything that happens, whether you, like believe in shit or don't believe in shit you still do rituals and if you're not making your own luck this year bud like you know your year is gonna suck really hard they robbed a lot of luck from people just right off the top that they didn't even know about yeah terrible yep. terrible we had great luck though yeah we did a fun little shoot that's right we had a like a leprechaun saint patty's day shoot yeah it felt we were watching american gods then oh Let's see if I can... Pulled some vibes from that, but... Give yeah. an example to the chat. Okay. That shoot, the whole thing's available on my many vids, or if you're on OnlyFans, everything is on my OnlyFans. Everything we do, pretty much. It's up to almost 300 different photos and videos, I think, on OnlyFans right now. Oh, nice. Something like that. Yeah, boost. I post. Haven't, I haven't looked at the numbers, but... And to get to my OnlyFans, because OnlyFans isn't the, one of those sites where you can, like, search and explore. You have to know exactly where you're going. So mine is um, OnlyFans.com slash Lorien, L-A-U-R-I-E-N. And then the Minivid store is Lorien.Minivids.com. And those are the two places to find... Our fun stuff. Our naughty nudes <laughs> and our love, erotic art, this and that and the other thing. I just finished a piece of erotic yes. art last night. and It was so cool. I don't have anywhere to post it. Well, you posted it. You shared it in the chat last night. I put it in the chat because the IRC, I don't really care. It deletes the file after two hours anyway, so it's not like that big of a deal. No one's going to climb up my butt about it. What would you title it? Uh, Something really lowbrow. <laughs> Let me think about it. Ooh, I'll probably Space Kaleidoscope Pussy, I I'm, think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I'm pretty sure. Space Kaleidoscope Pussy. I was feeling extra creative <laughs> in the naming department. Yeah, you just call it like you see it. There's St. Patty's Jesus. I was looking around. So long. But that was fun. <laughs> and the quality of those images was so good. It's like a kaleidoscope of me. And... You can zoom so far in and still, like, all the details are there. Magnifique. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Magnifique. Do-do-do-do-do-do. You can put a sticker over every vagina and make it, um, like, episode art. That would take a while, though. That would take a while. Vagina. Okay, imagine that this is a leprechaun chat. I just picked it. I couldn't even see. I was, like, oh. looking at the thumbnail, so. <laughs> it's probably, like, an outtake. Where I'm like blinking. Well, it was in the OnlyFans folder, so oh. it's got to be quality. Okay. Quality. It's got to be quality. There's a house for sale that I was looking at. 
in Missouri that I think it's either a nightmare or your like most wonderful dream. Hmm. If that makes sense. It could easily go one of two ways. Can you hear my skepticism? It's in Fayette, Missouri. And what it is, is an 1875 Howard County Sheriff's House complete with jail attached to it. It has nine cells. And the locks on the doors, they all work. The house is like almost 2,500 square feet, three levels. Only two bed, one and a half bath. Eh, you know. Totally rewired, replumbed, new HVAC, new everything. But the jail is uh, a jail. It's funny because the MLS posting has it, the jail part is having a half bath. And it's 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 a freaking jail. You know, there's just a toilet in the middle of the floor. <laughs> but they're counting that as a half bath. There's also like a solitary confinement room. So I don't know. Lots of potential there, I would say. 350000 bucks. Not too bad. They said the last owner put in over a million dollars in renovations. I'll have to actually look at it on the inside. Oh, I'll send it to you right now. On the inside. No, I mean in person. Oh, you mean like you got to walk through. See, the thing about a house that you only know if you've seen enough of them is like, and, you know, because of COVID, things are really popular with like virtual tours and like, I'm going to hold my iPhone up around this house and walk through it and then you're going to buy it based on that. If you can't smell the house before <laughs> okay. you buy it, fair enough. No, no, yeah, no. Well, you don't just buy a house; you definitely have to see it before you, you buy have it. To taste the air in there, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, something can look really good, and you walk in, and you're like, "What is going on in here?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, that definitely happened to us when looking at houses, <sighs> dude. Even you drive up the driveway, you're like, this is it, this is perfect. And then that door opens and you just smell and all the like, freaking water damage. <laughs> going to mold allergy like, shock. And... <laughs> yeah. Dude, it can be bad. Especially if you got asthma. And just the just the vibes. I mean, you know, it's a jail. I'm sure there weren't that many great memories made there. But you know, like if you're in a haunted houses and stuff, or like ghost tours, or... All that kind of stuff. That would be such a cool spot to have it at. Historic home. And, you know, old home problems you got to think about, even if it is all, like, revamped. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, yeah. are, we are on a home mission. Cause my, we are. My dad is now interested, like, in a real way in getting a new place. He's been thinking about it for years, and he's been renting for years, and just went through a divorce, and this and this and this. So now I think he's finally ready to just get a house. So we're going to help him get a house. It's going to be fantastic. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. You know, speaking of COVID changing uh, life and how stuff works and all this bull crap, um, I saw a lovely post from Fizzolino today on Instagram. They're little. So, for those of you who don't know, Fizzolino is this little wine truck that I work here in town. And it is a Piaggio Ape. I believe it's a model from like the 90s. But they brought it back. The owner and her husband were stationed in Italy for four years and they brought it back with them and turned it into a Prosecco truck. So, we do like weddings and corporate events and such. And they were just like uh, kind of saying in their post how, you know, a lot of things shifted for us. We had a lot of cancellations on weddings, a lot of weddings getting canceled and rescheduled. Um, But they called it the year of the pivot. She said, we've had customers with big trips planned that had to be canceled or huge events with a pared down guest list. So they shifted focus on smaller parties 
with more luxurious or special touches celebrated with small groups of their favorite people. And that has pretty much been my events for the past since the freakout happened. It's been kind of quaint backyard gatherings and neighborhoods. One at the KC Country Club that was like limited attendance, but just kind of a smaller uh, um, guide. And so uh, smaller guidelines for, for having gatherings. So I figured I'd play a little clip uh, from them on the on the NPR that they got on. Oh, okay. They were on the local NPR affiliate here in town, uh, KCUR. I thought it was kind of cute, interesting piece that they did. I'm Gina Kaufman, and our Friday food show is almost over, but we can't say goodbye without giving you a drink to pair with your dessert. Prosecco. Who am I kidding? The sweet bubbly wine native to Italy is a perfect dessert in and of itself. Now let's meet one Kansas City woman who agrees, so much so that she brought Prosecco back with her from Vicenza. She shares it in a novel way. KCUR's Andrea Tudhope has the story. Picture the streets of Italy. Narrow alleys, tall sloping buildings, cobblestone streets, and a tiny three-wheeled truck that seems to defy gravity. The Piaggio Ape. I remember the the first time we saw them. We were just like, what? What is that? The Piaggio Ape is designed like a Vespa scooter with one tiny wheel in the front, but functions as a truck with a truck bed built over two rear wheels. It's it's important to point out that uh, Piaggio is the maker of Vespa. So it literally is a Vespa with two wheels on the back instead of one. And originally it looks like a little... uh, it makes like it looks like a little pickup truck style thing. Um, if you mixed like a tuk tuk with a pickup bed, that's what it would look like. And then they've finished it out to have it all the way encased in the back so that it can serve uh, any kind of kegs. Hence the head scratching. I swear, the first time I saw it, it was like two large men and a dog in this tiny, tiny truck. Katie Currid says they're all over Italy. They'll be in like back alleys because you know the roads in Italy are very small. They do trash work or they help pick grapes for the the vineyards. They're farm vehicles, but Katie says she even saw people baking pizzas in the back of a few Piaggios. Her husband Tyler was deployed to Italy where they spent four years. They lived in Vicenza, which is in the northern region of the country. It was there that Katie took a trip down Prosecco Road. Literally. They call it Prosecco Road, so there's a road that you can travel on to hit all the vineyards in the DOC actual Prosecco area. So I went out there a few times, and then it was so cheap to drink wine. Like, you would go to the grocery store, and sometimes it was just cheaper to drink wine than it was to drink water. So you drank wine. And it was over wine that the idea came to her. She wanted to bring a Piaggio Ape back to the States and start a Prosecco truck. Like a food truck for bubbles. A way to deliver the bubs any time of day in true European fashion. It's not taboo to drink it for lunch. It's not taboo to imbibe because people don't get crazy because it's just a part of the lifestyle. After extensive research and running from military office to embassy to other random governmental building and back again, all while seven months pregnant, Katie finally got the go-ahead for that special shipment of a tiny Piaggio Ape signed, sealed, and delivered all the way to Liberty, Missouri. All they needed was a name. So when our son was born, our son was born in Italy, and in the hospital they kept calling him Patatino. Eno means little in Italian. Katie says one day Tyler came up with the idea. Fisolino. Fisolino. Right. 
Fisolino. <laughs> For the past year, they've rented it out as a mobile bartending service. There are three taps. We fill it with sangria a lot. Um, we're doing like apple cider tomorrow because it's getting into fall. We can do like a flavored lemonade. And then we do a lot of local beer like Boulevard Wheat or Casey Dunkel. But there's always one tap for Prosecco. You have it with cheese, you have it with, you know, pasta, you have it all the time. Even for dessert. We just wanted to bring a piece of that back with us because we love Kansas City and we loved Italy and we just kind of wanted to find a way to marry those two lifestyles. Andrea Tedhope spoke with Katie Currid about the Fisolino, the Prosecco truck she runs with her husband Tyler here in town. Mamma mia! <laughs> Basta la vista. So that's uh, that's my other, other, other job. <laughs> the other, 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 other but God, other I love job. that gig. It's a very fun gig. And uh, you're basically like a professional wedding crasher, essentially. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And do people ask you if they can drive it a lot? Oh, my God. I get, <laughs> I get the question, can I drive it? I get the question, does it run? Uh, did you drive that all the way here? Uh, yeah, kind of the same old questions over and over. How fast does it go? About 25 is about as fast as it can go when it's totally empty. But believe it or not, before they bought it, it was a racing vehicle. What? They did like Piaggio Ape races. So it was like (laughs) a racing vehicle. It was like a blue pickup truck. Or it was like actually like a teal green. It was like a seafoam green kind of with a flame job on it. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's come quite away from that. I can imagine them just... uh, just uh, ripping and roaring. Oh, yeah. and I mean, you heard it start it up. up. It's a little two-stroke engine. You know, it's like, meh, 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 meh. oh my god, bro, I'm telling you. So yeah, you know, if you want to get drunk in Kansas City on your own property and you want to rent a bartending service, that's yeah. a that's a thing that we do here in Kansas City because we're just kind of crazy like that. We're kind of crazy like that. And you know what else is kind of crazy? What is? Colorado broke their sales record in June from weed. Hmm. Highest sales ever. They sold over $150 million worth of weed. And they haven't totaled up what they sold in July, but they're expecting that they sold even more. Lock on. Smoke on. Yes. They're also uh, getting a vending machine, a weed vending machine. I did see that. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's, you know, supposed to be for the contactless. Right. Whatever. You know, but it's it's a cool invention. You can't get your J's licked and you can't get nobody touching your bags. (laughs) Don't touch my bag. Only the person that loads it into the machine can touch it. I guess Massachusetts is also getting the vending machines. Hmm. They hired a Massachusetts company to make them, too. They're getting theirs in September. I didn't catch it. Does Colorado already have theirs functioning? Yeah, the first one got set up, and it's functioning now in Pueblo. Pueblo. Cool. Which is south of Denver. By a good stretch. Actually, south of Sea Springs and Denver. But here's a question, though. If they're using it for, like, contactless, wouldn't it have to be cleaned after every use because you're, like, using a touchscreen or pressing buttons, I'm guessing? I don't know. (laughs) That's a good question. I mean, you're right, but goddamn. I just like pointing out what a scamdemic this is every opportunity I get. (laughs) If you have to open a door and touch a door handle, then it's It's not contactless. And it's too late. It's too you late, could baby. Get the Rona. It's too late. We really did try to make it. Sorry. There's uh, seven, potentially eight states that are going to see weed on their ballots in November. Seven to eight? Yes. What? Oh. I'll explain that number in a second. Okay. For recreational, 
Arizona, Montana, New Jersey, and South Dakota will all be voting on recreational. For medical, Mississippi, Nebraska, and once again, South Dakota will be voting for medical. South Dakota has two initiatives that will be on the ballot. We are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. Their first is Initiated Measure 26 by New Approach South Dakota. That would set up a medical program for debilitating medical conditions where patients can possess up to three ounces and grow up to three plants more if a doctor okays it. Their other option is a constitutional amendment which would legalize possession of an ounce for adults 21 and older and set up a system of tax and regulated uh, cultivation and sales. People would be allowed to grow up to three plants at home under this one too, but only if there were no retail sales in their local area. Yeah, that's bullcrap. That's lame. That's bullcrap. Yeah. That also, this constitutional amendment would require the legislature to legalize the sale of hemp and create a state medical program by April of 2022. So saying that it is or isn't in your local area, is there like a X miles away the dispensary has to be before it's not in your local area? That's a good question. Like, (laughs) I'm going to move two miles, I'm going to move two miles further from a dispensary so I can grow grow my my own own. weed. (laughs) Yeah. Good God. I think it's more work if you pass bad laws than to just like wait for a good one. To, I don't know. Yes. Anyways, well, I think I got into a rant toward the end of last episode, but it's all these extra complications of these pot laws that are really not necessarily helping the situation. And we get them passed, and then we get to like dance around a circle and say like we've taken a step in the right direction. But the only step that needs to be taken is repeal of prohibition. That's it. Mm-hmm. We need to go from prohibition to, to no prohibition. And there doesn't need to be a single law written to do that. It's only repeals. We only need to take down bad laws to do that. And then I say, burn it all down, and then whatever you need to regulate afterwards, figure that out. You know, People act like, oh my God, it's impossible. It's the Wild West. Fuck, it's been the Wild West in California since 96 when they went Medi. It's been the Wild West. It's still the Wild West right now in every state that's legal yeah. under state law and illegal under federal law. So don't give me that bullshit. Now, the eighth state that I mentioned is Idaho. Idaho? (laughs) (laughs) Idaho. Idaho's campaign failed to gather enough signatures to qualify for the November ballot. But in July, the activists threatened to sue the state if they weren't provided with more time to gather signatures in light of the coronavirus pandemic. They cited a recent ruling in which a district court judge in Idaho granted a different organization more time to gather signatures for a separate statewide initiative, and a panel of judges blocked the state's appeal. Hmm. The Secretary of State denied the Idaho Cannabis Coalition's request on July 17th, and they're expected to file their lawsuit later this month. So one group's already been granted the... Yeah. I mean, that's the problem in laws, when you grant one group an exception then it opens it up to, to all of them. you have to grant everyone else the same exception for the same cause you know but you can probably guess which group has more money yeah well that's easy yeah that group that was granted the exception they were allowed to electronically gather signatures of course they were <laughs> it's like okay we can definitely get weed on the ballot if we can do this electronically <laughs> also uh Oregon 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 they will be voting. I say Oregon. What do you say? 
Oregon. Oregon. Oregon is how I say it first. And then I wonder if that's the way it's meant to be pronounced. And I say Oregon. No one says Oregon. <laughs> no one says Oregon. All right. Votes in Oregon. Oregon. Hey. I'm Oregon. F- I'm from the other side of the country. All right. I have a hard enough time. Like Oregon Trail. Making the difference between tear and tear. Oof. That one gets me. Sometimes I say drawer. <laughs> drawing. Drawing. I'm drawing. Anyways, Oregon's voting to legalize medical psilocybin, and they'll also be voting to potentially decriminalize small amounts of all drugs. Smoke weed every day. All drugs is good. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> Hello, sir. Can you give me one of your all drugs? All drugs. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, I summarized, right? But you know, yes. yeah, yes, all drugs. Yeah, there's no reason to uh, just to just to penalize and put people in prison for the pos- the mere possession of some chemical, the mere ingestion of some chemical, the presence of some chemical in your bloodstream. And we can talk about driving cars and this and that. Obviously, that's a different can of worms. Just existing in your own home. Or at your friend's home. You know how most people get busted? Most people get busted by snitching on themselves mm. or being snitched on by somebody who hates them. Yeah. So it's just a fucking legal weapon that you can wield against people. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's not right. Speaking of all drugs, I did have a cool story of uh, this company. Ooh, a company. Who has been approved by the uh, FDA to make a psilocybin sublingual strip that can dissolve under your tongue and help uh, treat depression so instead of munching those nasty shrooms you can just put a little like listerine strip type thing in your mouth huh is it like a micro dose or uh i think it's a good dose of a strong fucking solid dose wow uh this says cybin corporation one of many companies pursuing psilocybin treatments is throwing another factor in its clinical trials drug delivery method so they're adding this to their trials um Existing research is focused on oral treatments or pills, mm. but Cybin is conducting trials with dissolvable films remarkably similar similar to minty breath strips. Cybin has partnered with pharmaceutical manufacturer Intel Jinx, make your prize now, we don't give stock advice, to make the films, <laughs> which may end up with a cherry flavor. Ugh, no, you oh, gotta go fresh mint. Oh, that's bad, yeah. You gotta go fresh mint. Cherry. Or make them taste like your... <laughs> <laughs> Intel Jinx sublingual films can deliver a pharmaceutical ingredient directly into the bloodstream when placed under the tongue, as opposed to the long path through the gastrointestinal system in the liver when a pill is swallowed and you're sitting there looking at the clock, going, is it going to kick in? And maybe, maybe you take another one. <laughs> Should I take some more? I'm not freaking out. The clock, the clock is moving backwards. What is going on? Uh, anyway, a 25 milligram psilocybin th- uh, pill has become the unofficial standard for a therapeutic dose in clinical research, and oh. that has been shown to be effective in treating major depressive disorder in trials. In theory, the same will hold true for psilocybin. Psilocybin hopes to deliver 25 milligram results uh, with a much smaller amount in these strips. Hmm. So the, the lingual films can deliver the pharmaceutical ingredient directly into the bloodstream. And with other pharmaceuticals, they've tried it on other things besides psilocybin and the medication films have been shown to kick in faster and pack a harder punch with a lower dose which is it makes sense because sublingually it's going to get to your it's going to pass that uh, blood brain barrier faster so it probably won't be as diluted by the time it gets there and so therefore you won't need as large of a dose either which is nice 
Pharmaceutical trials follow a marked path. Safety first. Safety and effectiveness second. Safety and effectiveness for everyone third. That's the most basic tenets of the three phases of human clinical trials. So the phase 2A clinical trials will test the different dosages on the films. The phase 2B trial will test the selected film dose against a placebo film on 120 participants with MDD. And then both trials are going to take place in Jamaica, where psilocybin is legal and psilocybin is able to get approval for both of those studies. To be clear, this is not microdosing. I'm glad they pointed this out, which is a small amount that is swallowed. Those three milligrams of psilocybin will go directly in the bloodstream from under the tongue and onto the brain. That's why these films can carry a significantly lower dose. So they're doing it with three milligrams, where, oh. the, where the pill was 25. The traditional pill is ingested and travels through the gastrointestinal system, is processed by the liver. It's hard to tell exactly how much of the dose is actually processed, but 50 to 60% of that 25 milligram dose could be lost in the pill form. The percentage that is absorbed is the bioavailable dose. With the oral film dosing, bioavailability goes to 100%, so nothing's wasted. Wow. Awesome. The dose that is being given is the dose available to the clinical effect, and the dosing of these films is extremely precise, so that's kind of good. But yeah, you'd be really able to dial it in with a sublingual strip, whereas you know, with a pill, it's gonna, your metabolism is going to affect it. Your, the efficiency of your liver and your kidneys, all of that is going to be a factor, and so it might not affect everybody. 25 milligrams might not affect everybody the same in a pill. But the sublingual strip is, I think, a much better way to kind of zero in on your dose. Trip balls. <laughs> well, yeah, good for uh, good for clinically depressed people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any uh, balls and strikes kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, of course I did. Fuck it, dude. you want to go bowling? My first story. Fuck Do you want to... Ah, fuck it, dude. <laughs> Let's go bowling. <laughs> Nailed it. You want to guess or you want me to tell you the score? Uh, Yeah, you know what? I can guess. I'm a good guesser. All right, all right. I like guessing games. Oh. I, have, I have one of my own, too. Oh. Okay. Cool. Well, my first story comes to us from Facebag. Oh, I already know where this is going. <laughs> Apparently, there's a Facebag group entitled... Pointing guns at penis, in which people post pictures of themselves pointing their guns at their manhood. Hmm. Anyways, a guy in the group ended up shooting his penis and became a hero in the group. Mark at zero, dude. Mark at zero. Your penis, man. All right. You should always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. That's just basic gun safety. Very basic. It's also just basic logic. But to point it directly at your own penis? Why? <laughs> and there's bullets in the gun? Uh, you know, that's it maybe it's a kink, I guess. It's uh good that that's uh, been just naturally removed from the gene pool. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I also think it's interesting different sites won't type out the word penis, so they censor it with, literally, they censor it with penis. Penis. Which, like, to me is just a meme word. Like, <laughs> But they say, yeah, I'm like, what the heck? Penis. Since when did penis become, like, a dirty word? It's just a biological body part. I found another NPR clip for mine. Are you ready for it? Okay, yeah, I'm ready for it. 
Good morning, I'm David Green. Drama in Michigan's skies recently. It is Eagle versus Eagle. An actual bald eagle destroyed a wildlife mapping drone. The device belonged to the state's Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy. The agency's acronym is EGLE. They go by Eagle. And now they have a drone resting at the bottom of Lake Michigan after a real eagle ripped off a propeller. One state official said, quote, nature is a cruel and unforgiving mistress. You're listening to Morning Edition. And now, more from NPR. No, no more no. from NPR. Mom. Shut the fuck up, NPR. Eagle versus eagle, eh? Yeah, an eagle ripped a propeller off of a government drone in Michigan and sent that bitch down to the bottom of the lake. America, fuck yeah. It's my best eagle scream. Even though bald eagles don't make that noise. Oh, is that a hawk noise? It's a common myth. Yeah, they use the red-tailed hawk scream in movies for eagles. Oh, strange. Because eagles kind of sound like beep, beep, beep. I mean, not really, but kind of. Yeah, they're kind of chirpy. Yeah, they just kind of chirp. They don't scream. Mm. But they're still bad as hell. Yeah, definitely bad, but bad as hell. I saw one circling uh, on the first time I went up to show Ian that house. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's On the cool. highway up, the one like flew over the road. That would be awesome. Great omen. We are a hot country. Yeah, Missouri's where I saw my first eagle. Fantastic. Well, here's another one for you. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> a Tennessee DMV. <laughs> Buford <laughs> at the Tennessee DMV <laughs> on PCP. <laughs> I wonder if he was working the DMV this day because uh, the DMV sent a woman her ID with a photo of an empty chair instead of her face. <laughs> oh, that's tight, though. Yeah. That's what I want on mine. It is an ideal ID. Mine always look like serial killers. <laughs> uh, mine just look unamused and tired. I always you, look like some kind of <laughs> guy yeah. booked on a felony charge. All your ID photos are... Um, Except for your real estate, like your business card photo. That's a very nice one. Yeah, that one I look like I'm 18 in it. You look like you're about to murder people. Well, maybe I am. Keep people on their toes, you know? That's why I keep you chained tight to the basement wall. (laughs) You're safe here. (laughs) Sir Bemrose in the chat says, try not to take your DMV photo while actually murdering someone, Spencer. A DMV is a likely place for you to get angry enough to yeah. actually do it. Murderous thoughts? Okay. Murderous actions? That's where we draw the line. Yeah. Just smoke a bowl. <laughs> get mad? Smoke a bowl. <laughs> oh, this, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the. Oh. Oh. Except for that, you know, it's almost a strike because it's almost like, fuck yeah. Here, we'll give F- him a spare. DMV. Oh, cool. There you go. Pick them all up. Okay, I didn't do it that time. And now it's just playing. Now there's just a ghost in the machine. Now it's playing on its own. This used to be a nightmare of mine. It's not anymore because I've come to terms with my like fear of this animal. But a woman. Okay, machine, you can turn off now. There's a woman who looked down in her toilet. This is in Colorado. Oh, God. And she saw a snake <laughs> coming up towards her butt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I always do look in the toilet before I sit upon it. Just in case, just in case. And when I was a little kid, I used to always think, oh, a snake could definitely crawl up that hole. <laughs> so what's that all about? That's a right price thing. A snake? snake could definitely crawl up that hole. Oh, I guess they can. Confirmed. 
Yeah, it was a corn snake, though. I didn't really want to grab them. So, you know, harmless. Yeah, corn snakes are cool. What do we play with today? A ring it's one of the few snakes I've handled. Yes, to a ring neck snake, I'm pretty sure, is yeah, what we saw today. We found a baby ring neck snake in our driveway and played with it. And our three year olds <laughs> put it back. Get it away. <laughs> she was not having it, but the. Our one-year-old was super into it. Yes. The youngest loved the snake. This snake, by the way, it was like a baby. There's it no way so it was small. more than a week or two old. Like tiny. Teeny, tiny. Just like a centimeter wide. Like maybe three, two, three centimeters wide. <clears throat> How long do you think it was? Like oh my, five, six so inches? So thin, yeah. Yeah, it was so thin. Thin and tiny. Little snake. And soft and smooth. I saw him today because uh, I was late getting the goddamn garbage out. But when I opened the garage door, the snake would just zoom in around in the driveway. So I think he might have been sleeping in the garage. And then when the door went up, he panicked. Because these snakes are nocturnal. I looked them up and it says uh, they're secretive nocturnal snakes, so they are rarely seen during the daytime. Even though they're found in much of the U.S., Central Mexico, and even southeastern Canada. They don't even get super big when they grow to adulthood but this one was just a baby and it's about the right time because their eggs hatch in august so hmm. now is that the type of snake we saw in the tree the other day no in the tree there was oh. a black rat snake and that it, was wild it was pretty big and it was just watching me trim the hedges and just kind of shifting from branch to branch to get out of my way yeah which was nice he was straight up chilling rat snakes i've never had a problem with the only snakes around here that can be dicks are copperheads that I know of. Yeah. And copperheads can be really he, fucking total assholes. And they're venomous. Yep. I mean, I didn't say. even know this until I was looking in my snake hole. It wasn't a rabbit hole. It was a snake hole today. And uh, technically, a copperhead is like a pit viper. Wow. No bueno. So, no wonder they're total assholes. Total assholes. So they'll like strike first. A pit viper. Come even like remotely close if yeah. you're in their range well if they hear you walking around they usually curl up in their little coil mm. and if you look up pictures of them a lot of them are in that coil and from that coil they're going to take a defensive position but they can strike really far away from the coil so if you get close enough within striking distance they're gonna hit mm. and they're gonna fuck you up yeah you gotta go get antidote for that one no suck, thanks suck them in amount this and this kind of a yeah have you ever run into a copperhead? I saw a couple of them at Boy Scout camp. Not, uh, I've seen them in defensive mode. I've always left them alone, but yeah, you gotta look you. at them because holy shit's a copperhead. Yeah. Once you see it, you know it every time. It's got a really distinct kind of copper color to it. It's like a rusty color and uh, kind of a diamondy pattern on it. And yeah, you just want to stay the hell away from them. There's always like some older f- dipshit kids that want to like catch it and put it in a pillowcase and <gasps> fucking have it you know oh we'll take it to the nature lodge no it's that... not where you take a copperhead just leave it alone but you know yeah no one ever got say. bit you can at least in my troop so probably wouldn't end well for you if you tried Jeez. that one. Is, i mean i'm not saying i never did dumb shit when i was a kid but god but not that though i had limits <laughs> to my stupidity no the uh i know you're half retarded did you hear that the most expensive custom mask in the world is being made right now? Mm, no. Yeah, a Chinese businessman living in the United States ordered a $1.5 million custom mask from an Israeli jewelry company. That's no made comment. 
I thought it was interesting. Worth leaving in there. It's made of 18 karat white gold and decorated with 3,600 white and black diamonds. It will be fitted with top-rated N99 filters, which I'm sure is the cheapest part of the whole dang thing by thousands of dollars. And it's going to weigh more than half a freaking pound. <sighs> so like On your face. On your face. Eight ounces on your face. There's no way. He's just going to hang it on a wall or something. It's just, you know, <laughs> I feel like he's just... Hey, put that mask put, on and go to Brooklyn. <laughs> just putting his dick out on the table and saying, I got the money, make me the most expensive mask ever so we can, you know, flaunt my wealth. Tell your father, okay? I have money. <laughs> yes. Stop burning that dirty fucking wood. I will pay for your hardwood. I will pay for your fucking wood so that I don't have to smell it. That's the unclean wood that's making my life miserable. Have I made myself clear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yes or no? Now, now, no. now you got me confused. Hey, are we still rolling? Are we still throwing some balls down the lane? Yeah, of or? course. Okay, well, until you're out, that, of, if, that you're was out of balls all of my stories. I thought maybe you wanted to turn because uh, I just kind of fast through and I skipped over you, man. I guess I was on my own lane. Okay, yes, I do have one more. All right. Um, this is kind of one that you got to listen to, too, but I promise it's not another NPR. <laughs> okay, thank God. Oh, my God. It is a trash website, though, so I'm going to mute an ad that plays. This website, by the way, I'm not going to say the name of it, kins5.com, is such trash that if you just want to queue up the story... And then leave it there for a while, and like you're gonna play it later on your show, maybe or something like that. The fucking autoplay will come on and just play like whatever story. Like if you're sitting there for too long, it'll just start autoplaying. Like, oh, you didn't want to play yet? Too bad. Play. <sighs> Don't do websites like that. It's just mean. What the oh no! Fuck is going on? <laughs> you weren't fast enough, so they were like, "We're gonna, gonna get our serve ad in again." Ad, I swear to God. We're going to get all of the money for this ad. Don't use Jimmy Bimmy's delivery service. <laughs> it sucks. Screw you, Jimmy Bimmy. During a pandemic, it's what residents of a Northside neighborhood claim is happening right next door on a daily basis, sometimes twice a day. Eyewitness News reporter Mariah Medina talked to concerned neighbors. I don't want to move. I've been there for years. I'd like it to stop. That's what I'd like. I'd like it to stop. Two residents of a Northside neighborhood say they are fed up. But these are all the cars. The elderly pair asked that they not be identified because they fear retaliation from the homeowners and numerous people they have seen and we have seen go in and out of the home. Creepy. He's out here advertising. He's already been doing it four and a half years. That's pretty ballsy. According to daily social media advertisements and this flyer neighbors found crumpled in their yard, these aren't just any parties, they're sex parties. The ads ask for a small donation and in return, they provide condoms, lubricant, towels, alcohol, snacks, and more. And these parties appear to draw quite the crowd. I think the most has been 24 cars. Not to mention the ads, which are too graphic to show on TV, calling for Damn. people to hail rideshare apps to the home. The numerous attendees, neighbors say they leave behind trash, empty alcohol bottles, and sometimes drunkenly stumble into other lawns. After tires were slashed on the block last year, neighbors say they received this letter from the homeowners saying they were going to put their homes under constant surveillance. Neighbors have reached out to police, the mayor's office, code compliance, their city councilman's office. It's the same thing where 
they can't do anything about it, you know, or takes time or whatever to prove. We are a hot country. San Antonio Police Department show officers were called to the house more than two dozen times since the start of the year. And neighbors thought surely due to the pandemic, the parties would end. You know, go have your fun. But don't take the city down with you with how many customers you have in daily. Deputy City <laughs> Attorney Jose Nino says the city has investigated all complaints and has found no violations of the law. We caught up with one of the homeowners who refuted the neighbor's allegations. This is hard to hear, but... He refused to confirm whether he offers his home up for the sex parties. He echoed Nino saying he is doing nothing illegal and will continue the parties, which he says consists of watching sports and talking. One local attorney says he isn't buying the city's stance. He says if the city will not step in, neighbors won't likely have to file a nuisance lawsuit in civil court. To say that the government can't do anything, I think, is a little bit disingenuous because they could do just about anything that they want to do. Why do they not want to get involved? Wrong. Mariah Medina, Ken's five eyewitness. Wrong. Wrong. Wrong, wrong. Yeah, they bring in a fucking attorney at the very end to be like, well, everybody says the government can't do anything, but the government can do whatever they want. They can actually do whatever they want. Wrong. wrong. Incorrect. No, the government can't just go do whatever they want. And if you, <sighs> it was tough to hear the homeowner, but his quote was, it sounds like there's a Karen or two in the neighborhood. Yeah, there's always going to be a Karen in the neighborhood. Which is also like my takeaway from that story. Well... It's like, what you do in your own house is your personal business. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, because I can see both sides of that. I can see where if the cars are just constantly lining the streets... Well, if that's a nuisance to you, you know, yeah, that's a separate issue, In your issue, neighborhood, because there's zoning laws that kind of prohibit that. Specifically for, like, for instance, we have a city business license because we have a media company, and... I can use my office at my home and I can do consultations at my home, but I cannot like put a sign out on the front of my house uh, and like serve the general public. Like there's not parking for that. Right. If that makes sense. I can have like appointments. You can do an appointment. Yeah. I can have a, a client over at a time type situation, but I can't just have the streets you know, I can't have people parked up and down the streets on a regular basis. I mean, you know, I can do that for a birthday party or whatever, this or that. Mm, helps that we have an empty lot next to the house. It does, it does. <laughs> but basically, I'm trying to say, like, I can see the nuance in the situation, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? I don't know. What do you do? Those people mm. next door, they just won't stop fucking <laughs> having sex parties. It's kind of stuff that ought uh, to... Belong behind the curtain, really. If you oh. ask me about it. Yeah, we should probably move back there. Let's go behind the curtain. Okay. All the fun stuff happens back here. Yeah, here you go. So, did you hear that the brothels in Berlin are open? No. Yeah, they I opened didn't know back they were closed. up. Yeah, they closed down because of the pandemic. I don't BS, frequent but... the brothels in Berlin, but. Well, they're open again. But the workers and customers are both bummed out to find that there's no sex allowed at the moment, just erotic massages. <laughs> Strike from behind the curtain. Damn, so you can only get a handy? <laughs> a hand job? I mean, that's what an erotic <laughs> massage is, right? Jerking you off? I, I don't write the rules. I just am telling you. <laughs> You're telling me you don't know what, what I'm erotic massage I heard is. The, an erotic mis I mean, yeah, I guess there's a happy ending for sure. But you can't but jump on it. You can't jump, jump on, on it. it. Jump no. on it. Jump on it. And I mean, I'm, I would think you probably can't put your mouth on anything either. You know, I'm a, an erotic massage with your tongue. 
Yeah, well, you know. That might be, you know, a nice Maybe compromise. that's fair game, like a, but... Like a compromise? But when we're concerned about the droplets, <laughs> the saliva droplets, the <laughs> spreading the rona, I don't think that would fly. Vagina. It carries the coronavirus vaginas, do. Did you hear about the person, the hacker, the hacker who hijacked a St. Louis police commissioner's meeting the hacker known as 4chan <laughs> yeah the hacker known as 4chan no they're not known as anything yet they have no clue who was watching their zoom meeting oh yeah but whoever it was managed to take over and play porn oh porn oh porn yeah so they it totally derailed the meeting and i'm pretty sure it just ended that's funny they were like oh it's hard to keep going after that hard to get your composure back together <laughs> I had a uh, similar story about uh, somebody that was just like inadvertently having sex on a Zoom call meeting in Brazil. It was just like they were in the background boning. I don't know if they, it was like, <laughs> like a roommate, roommate situation or, or you know, it looked like it was like in an office. So it was kind of weird. But those Brazilians, they're always up to no good. <laughs> or a lot of good. Or good, yeah. That feels so good. Boning always sounds good to me. Uh... A Colorado woman won $40,000 in damages from a uh, revenge porn case. Damn. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I thought so. Her, and it wasn't, like, so what happened was she had just gotten a divorce and she was dating again. The guy that she was dating decided to break into her phone and creep around. And when he found a video of her having sex with someone else, he sent it to her ex-husband. Just that message counted as revenge porn because she didn't consent sending that message hmm yeah interesting i also decided to look up missouri's revenge porn law just to see what was going on and i was surprised to find that Crichton signed one into action that let's see it makes it a felony to threaten to non-consensually disseminate private sexual images by coercing another person to refrain from an action well Crichton signed it uh into action Hours before leaving the office, which is uh, kind of silly considering that in 2015 he was accused of taking a non-consensual nude photo of a woman. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. That's kind of funny. You know, that's the kind of thing that goes on. Yeah. You know. I just uh, spread my nudes so no one has anything to block me with. <laughs> Nudists have no dirty laundry. It's just a fact fact you know there's a new study out of england that says men can smell when women are aroused uh-huh. men feeling unsure about whether or not she's just not that into them may have all they need to figure it out right in front of their eyes literally that's the finding of a new study conducted at kent university which can be summed up by a rather succinct sentence the nose knows <laughs> that's right the research team concluded the men can indeed smell when a woman is sexually aroused attraction is conveyed through a number of uh, avenues and may have nothing to do with spoken language. Whether we're aware of it or not, both men and women's body language often changes ever so slightly when they're around someone they find particularly attractive. Now the study's authors say that smell can be a dead giveaway as well. Led by uh, psychologist Dr. Arnaud Weissman, this study is the latest in a series of recent research initiatives centered on scent. Previous similar studies have found that humans can actually detect a variety of emotions, such as sadness or fear through scent. Moreover... <laughs> While we all probably don't think about sex as an emotional state, being sexually aroused is scientifically classified as an emotional physical state. 
He's so horny. Researchers <laughs> conducted three experiments to research their findings. In each experiment, a group of men were all asked to smell a series of sweat samples provided by both aroused and non-aroused women. No one calls me for these fucking <laughs> studies. Uh, across the board... The men found the smell of the aroused woman more attractive themselves, which in turn increased their own sexual motivation. The results clearly indicate that smell, at least in certain scenarios, can be all it takes for two people to become aware of a sexual connection between uh, each other. What's that smell like? <laughs> the presence... The present study suggests that men are sensitive to the olfactory signals of sexual arousal released by women. This research suggests that these signals released along with a stronger overall signal that increases sex, uh, sexual motivation. Sexual interest may entail more than meets the eye, and we hope the current findings encourage further research to examine the role of sexual olfactory signals in human communication. I'm smelling it to you. smell a vision Can you dig what I'm smelling at you? Can, what do I smell like right now? <laughs> Fresh donuts, says Ned Ned. <laughs> Right when the Krispy Kreme mm. signs on and they're coming out Ooh, of the and fucking hot bath. And ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very slippery and very hot. Very hot. We're a hot country, can I say? We are. <laughs> we are a hot country. That's enough. I'm sorry. <clears throat> we do have another voicemail speaking of being a hot country. All right, all right, all right. Let's listen. <laughs> I just can't think. I just can't think. It's Lauren's boobs. If she would just put them away, maybe I could start thinking. Blue dude's here. Bowl after bowl, baby. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl, blue douche. Thanks, blue douche. Sorry I'm uh, distracting you. I try to cover them up. They just fall back out. Or could it be her massive stripper titties? I've had that a lot of the times. May your bowls burn ever brighter. But you know, despite the boobs, I still get mistaken for a middle schooler an awful lot. I have, it's t- it took me a long time to realize, like, the amount of dirty looks getting shot my way <laughs> in certain places. A lot. Because people make assumptions yeah. that if you're four feet ten inches high, tall, stoned, that you can't uh, be of age. <laughs> Well, yeah, and your mustache, I think, makes you look older, too. Yeah. Since you've been rocking the 70s stash. It's been a minute. <laughs> so now we just look like... <laughs> there's a very big age Now we look just... like the red flag you were warned about Ooh. everywhere we go. God now damn we, it. Now we look straight out of Nabokov's Lolita. <laughs> Last time uh, we were in Kansas and sat down in a restaurant, and uh, it was us two and a photographer who was, like, way older. Yeah. And um, the guy was like, you need one kid's menu? <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, she's 26. I know, but I was about to be like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, cheaper. Want, <laughs> I want paschetti and chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got chicken parm, okay? So yeah, like, not that well, far off. You know. Just throw those chicken fingers on the paschetti. I was going to let you say it. You know, at buffets, it's great. It's great to get the child price buffet. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. 
Oh, I'm a little bummed that no one left us a voicemail about sending their first nude, though. People like to keep it, I guess, a secret who they sent nudes to. That's okay, because we always allow retroactive voicemails. That's right. So today we're going to be discussing the first time I sent a nude to someone. Yes. Now, I usually start this segment off with like a clarifying question. Yeah. But I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to explain that before I ever sent a nude, where I was completely nude, I sent many a scantily clad photo. Yeah. In like bra and panties, you know. Yeah. Or like under like a blanket or something. I don't know. But never a nude until I met you. And I went on winter break back to Taxachusetts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I sent you that bathroom photo. I remember. Bathroom photo. I mean, where else do you take nudes, I guess? After you shower, before you shower. It's a convenient place. But it was an implied nude. Because remember, I had sure. I had my, like, it was a sideways shot. It's mm-hmm. actually, like, out there on the internet for sure. It's like a sideways shot with my left arm down, and my right arm is up holding my boobs. So everything's implied. But that was that was definitely the first nude I ever sent. Wow. And I sent it to you. I'm honored. Me too. You I know, was like, I think that I know where that is. And you know, oh, here's another one. Like I had, I had definitely sent like masturbating videos and stuff before, but I wasn't naked. Okay. You know, it'd be like a skirt, like clothed and like. Yeah, tell us about that. No, what if that's another first time I ever topic for the future? It is right now. <laughs> you sent a what? An upskirt masturbating video. Yeah, I sent this. <laughs> Okay, kitties, this is illegal now because whatever, you know, but back when sexting was starting, when text messages was like, whoa, not even a service provided on your every phone uh, contract, you know, I sent a video of myself masturbating. There was this little like corner chair in my great grandparents house and it had like knobs at the top of it, really small ones. They were like maybe an inch and a half in diameter and so i just like the chair was like super small it had dolls on it like my great grandma's dolls (laughs) and um (laughs) it stood about like i don't know like two feet off the ground so perfect for me to just like throw my leg over and then just like sit on this knob (laughs) Mm. and so i took a video of it but it, it got out of hand because I ended up like well, it, was, it wasn't your hand in the first place, right? It was. Uh, it wasn't in my hand. It was <laughs> a chair knob. <laughs> I honestly like with the sex stuff. I was just like always, you know, because now they say like, oh, if you send a, if you send um a, a nude or a lewd or masturbation video or something, and you're under like what seventeen, eighteen, then it's like child porn or whatever. Well, like, Heidi ho I was definitely in high school and definitely mm-hmm. not of age when I was doing this, but thank God they weren't, like, that super freaking into it. But, um, I ended up, like, I was so fucking embarrassing. I ended up, like, bleeding because oh, I was a no. virgin, and I just, like, sat right the fuck down on it. Oof. And, like, you can, like, not pop your cherry, but, like... Disrupt it. Disrupt it? Yeah. And so what did I do? I sent the video to a friend to be like, did I just pop my own cherry? (laughs) So I just like double disseminated. I was like, here, you can have this video and you can have this video. Yeah. My friend was like, no, 
I think you're good. Nice. They were right. Undervalued video. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever sent me like a masturbating video. Is that a hint? <laughs> do I have work <laughs> to do? <laughs> oh, no. We take our videos together now. No need. Oh, God. You but for listeners, like... you know, I mean, my line is open. I was in high <laughs> school the first time I ever sent a nude photo of myself to anyone. Oh. <laughs> was a long distance girlfriend I had at the time. <laughs> A f- you sent so a full nude dude. Really ha- Eventually, yeah. I kind of like worked <laughs> my way up. The first, one of the first pictures I ever sent to her, I actually found today. Um, <laughs> I messaged her today because I thought it would be good for the show to try and see if I could find it or find the picture. <laughs> right? But of course, no, no one has no, anything no. from this era. Uh, mainly because at the time it was all flip phones. With, right. With just bullshit quality video and photo. They only had just been putting cameras in them, basically. Yes. But they weren't cameras of any whoop-de-doo. And then when you got a new phone, it wasn't really like a, oh, I got to transfer all my pics over kind of a thing, you know? We just didn't really think about it back then. So I've got plenty of uh, photos that have just been lost to different phones over time. I don't know if that phone still exists around. (laughs) Knowing my mom, she probably would have kept it, but I don't know. I don't know. You could dig for it. I also kind of remembered one of the names of one of my old Hotmail emails that I had at the time, but the password is impossible. I don't remember what oh, I was passwording shoot. back then. So, uh, But anyway, it started out as just uh, some kind of like jeans and no shirt type photos. In fact, the oh, first yeah. one I put on my Facebook, <laughs> it's such a dork. I'm like sitting on the edge of my bed with like aviator sunglasses on and a black light on and some like blue <laughs> jeans and no shirt. Just like leaning against the bed like I'm fucking <laughs> some uh, magazine model or something. Uh, but then, yeah, eventually we worked up to sending each other like naughty bit type nudes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm kind of glad we, you... We met at like a, a Jesus retreat thing. Oh. So in my church, every three years they'd have this big thing called Chick. It stands for Covenant High in Christ, C-H-I-C. And you'd go either your junior or senior year, kind of depending on when it fell. And thing was like almost a week. They had it at uh, UT, University of Tennessee, the volunteers. And it was like a lot of fun and stuff. It was basically like, I don't really know how to describe it, man. They had a skate park. They had a big pool. They had like a BMX center. They had different excursions like mountain hiking you could go on. Hmm. All kinds of different stuff you could do, whitewater rafting. And then there was like, you know, concerts and preachings uh, at this amphitheater for like three of the days. And oh man, I was like surrounded by the ladies out there. For some reason, I just fucking. You're a chick magnet at chick? I was like chick? a chick magnet at chick. <laughs> like the only <laughs> place I could like talk to girls. <laughs> so I <laughs> ended up having like a long distance relationship with this girl that I had only seen in person for like two, maybe three days. And then we kept it going for like a couple months after, maybe two or three months. And then we just realized that it was kind of fucking like silly, you know, to put ourselves on hold in our like immediate Real lives. lives for these, you know, yeah. If for long distance. Yeah, but when it you're... It cool though. That's still the only, like I've only ever seen her in person like three days of my life. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But we used to write notes, mail letters to each other and shit. Oh, you yeah. Know. I mean, imagine me as a junior in high school. <laughs> Before I've been like crushed and corrupted. You were pretty sweet when I met you too. Oh. I still have 
too kind. Letters you've written me, even though we've lived together the whole time we've known <laughs> each other. <laughs> we got married instantly. Mm-hmm. Not like, not legally, but it was just we've been together ever since. Fantastic. So that was the yeah, that was the first person I ever sent a nude to. Yeah, and if you've ever sent a nude, tell us about the first one you sent. Leave us a voicemail at 816-607-3663 or shoot one of us an email. Lorian at Bowl After Bowl or Spencer at Bowl After Bowl. Dot com. uh, Dot com. Yeah, dot com. Sorry. Bowlafterbowl.com. That's right. Dvorak at it, Mm -hmm. right? She'll she'll at least be listening to the show (laughs) since I alerted her to this. uh... Oh, awesome. Hey, welcome to the bowl. Welcome to the bowl. (laughs) That's fun. All the way in Connecticut. Oh. So we both have history there. Yeah, I didn't alert the person I sent my masturbation video to, but they were also from Connecticut. I imagine that. Oh, did you know Connecticut has 33 states on its advisory travel list? <laughs> There's like 33 states. If you're going to Connecticut from, you have to alert. Like you have to like fill out a form and take a test. And uh, I guarantee we're one of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Missouri's on there. That's right. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I dated someone in Connecticut. But I lived in Massachusetts, so it kind of like was border. It wasn't really long distance, you know. It's like a three-hour drive, three to four-hour drive. It's still long when you're in high school, but you make the trips. Yes, you just don't see each other often. It's like a once a month kind of thing if you're lucky. See, there's Massachusetts to Connecticut, but then there's Kansas City to Connecticut. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I still considered that relationship long distance, just because yeah. like I mean, it, it was still more, travel. Yeah. You gotta leave, then you gotta leave. Go on the road. Mostly phone calls, texts. Texts were just getting started. I used to do calls because when I first started dating her was right before I got a phone. Then the first time I got a phone, I kind of made an awkward kerfuffle with my mom, who's already sensitive to everything anyway. And this goes back to your point of hating surprises. She had been hinting at all this stuff of, I'm thinking of getting a phone, I'm thinking of getting a Sprint phone, blah, 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 and... I was like, I wanted a Verizon phone because this girl had a Verizon phone. And so we could have called for free to each other unlimited Verizon to Verizon at that time. And so I was kind of like, you know, she was she was beating around the bush, hinting that she might get this phone or whatever, like trying to get me hyped. And in the meantime, not knowing what the actual deal was, I was like, well, you know, I've been thinking about getting a Verizon phone because we talked to my girlfriend And turns out she had already had the phone. She was like trying to surprise give it to me at the time. Oh. And then ended up just like being like, <laughs> here. And like giving me the phone and like stomping out of the room. And I was just like, oh, well. This works. Thanks for the phone. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. This is why like surprises are always, almost always lame. Yeah, I hate surprises. Unless you exactly know what the fuck you're doing. Or here's how to good, here's how I do a good at surprise. What you do is you go out, you take less than $10, and you buy food or a drink. <laughs> and then you bring it back to your lady and say, surprise. Or like a... Look at this. Yeah, or like smokes or something. <laughs> if I bring something back something to Lorian and you can't eat it, and you can't get high off of it, <laughs> and it was more than 20 bucks, she's going to be like, what the fuck did you buy? Why did you buy this? She's going to be like, okay, it's cute that you thought of me, but... And then she's immediately going to think of, like, the cooler thing she could have bought for as much or less money. Exactly. And I'm just going to be like, god damn it. Should have bought her nachos. (laughs) Every time. 
<laughs> just stick with the food. Should have bought her. I a, prefer home cooking, though. You know, so should have bought her can of Copenhagen pouches and full throttle <laughs> energy drink. Oh, that sounds good right now. <laughs> I'm a I'm a demon. It's I so know bad. what ladies like. <laughs> you know what your lady likes, <laughs> for sure. Oh boy, yeah, surprises, man. They can uh, be really, really good or really, really bad. Would you look at that one over there? <laughs> Just look at her. Just look at her. She is something tiny. So tiny you could just pick her up and put her on top of you and then just jerk yourself off with her. Aggressive, but true. Yeah, well, you know, if that Cybin company comes to the States with her uh, shroom strips, that's a mm -hmm. good surprise. It is a good surprise. Anyone. Absolutely. As long as you tell them exactly what they are. Don't say, here's a... Uh, <laughs> Breath mint. You can't. You can't really tell them what's up. Every time. Ah, uh, time to go. Time to go. Well, would you look at the time? <laughs> hey, it's been absolutely fantastic as always hanging out with you in the toker, in the bowl, in the many things we call this thing called bowl after bowl. Yeah, thanks for being with us, and much love to everyone in the chat tonight. Hang out with us after the show. It's always a good time. And you know what we always say. May your bowls burn ever brighter. May your bowls burn ever brighter. So what's that all about? Or could it be her?